Welcome! We're live! So live! It's a Friday night! No worries, we're here for you. I know you're not busy. We're here and we're presenting you tonight a very special guest. He just drove in. He's from another country. <laughs> I just love this. I didn't even know about this, so excuse me. I'm gonna introduce the video sponsors real quick because I'm super excited to talk to my guest tonight here and get everything on a very special topic. Please, this show presented to you tonight is presented to you by Vince Mirabelli, your real estate broker, first choice Realty LTD Brokerage Remax. Vince has a lot of new listings. They're all here popping up. The Cloud Lake, there's already an offer on it. Don't forget about it, it's gone. It's like conditional offer. If you have that app, the Realtor app, Vince sends you the code, then you can check it out and you know when you check out that house if there's already an offer on it or not. But check out 237, go go back one side. 237, that, that almost looks like a castle. Can you go one over? Like, how do you did that? How did you do that? Oh, there we go down here. Yeah, yeah. look at 237 oh, Newcastle nice. Drive. Look at that entry. Mm. Who doesn't want to like go into a house like this every day? Through that door, through those pillars. Wow, that's that's amazing. It's available now. That's a four bed, two bath, double garage. Yes, new listing, Sherwood Estates, beautiful buy level on an extra large one and a half acre pie shaped lot with detached double garage, one thousand six ten square feet on main level and fully finished basement. Vince at VinceMirabelli.com. Hit him up now. Call him 474-1765 and book your viewing. List your house with the best. Vince Mirabelli. Do it now. Also, this episode of the podcast presented to you by Halfway Motors Sports. Can we go on the Instagram page for them, please? There was a beautiful new reel. Actually, maybe story. One, they have... Boats in stock and they did it just like I just like yes I just like wanted to check them out right now I should have let Jordan know what I wanted to do but I didn't because I just kept drinking coffee thinking about boats and halfway motor power sports is it in the story yeah go on the story no story no story where is it ah oh, did they make three posts today maybe it was from yesterday it must have been from yesterday so maybe the boats are still there but however, you can also order and you can check out the listings online on their homepage. You can do that right now. That's www.halfwaymotorspowersports.com. They have all the toys, all the goodies for this summer. And yes, you can, if you really wanted to, you could think about winter too. There's toys for winter as well at Halfway Motor Power Sports. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Young's Insurance Save. $900 in 90 seconds at www.quickrate.ca. As little as 90 seconds can save you up to $900. Bundle it up, just automotive or just the home selected, and then call to follow up, or Jenna is going to call you right away. 344-9999, extension 8074. She's there for you at 905 Tungsten Street. Hey, that's where we are. Yes, on just there. are. Right up there. <laughs> <laughs> Young's Insurance. Also, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Beefcake Burgers. Yes. You know, after your hard workout, you got to get some Beefcake Burgers. Have you ever had it while you were no, here? No, I haven't. Okay. Maybe Lucas should take you tomorrow. 
Yeah, I should. Yeah, you should try it out. This is like the the Thunder Base only smash burgers with the fully seared patty available now at two locations, not just Westford, but also on Harder. There's the 1408 Brown Street, Westford location now open at 1408 Brown Street. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jordan, you are the best. There we go, we got it all set up. And yeah, they do catering as well, by the way. Mm -hmm. But like burgers tomorrow, beefcakes, burgers factory. Also this episode of the podcast is brought to you by a float. And they are going to bring the ice barrel on demand. That's happening tomorrow again. Very excited. We're going to talk about that shortly. Because Gavin is going to roll tomorrow with my guests, maybe. Mm -hmm, that's happening. And Afloat Wellness is the one and only three float tank center in Thunder Bay. Open seven days a week and you can book your float right now. That's the isolation tank in salt water. Good for your skin. Zero gravity. And you can just really visualize all your next move in your sports athlete life. Or just, you know, when you just, you got the kids all day all morning and you just want to disconnect and make some you time intro floats all summer long you float and pay 49 dollars plus tax give us a call now 767-3529 a float wellness 179 algoma street also this episode of the podcast brought to you by eat local pizza yes that's where is that 801 Red River Road? You can't miss it. That whole intersection is just pizzas. Oh, eat local pizza. Now let's talk about what they do. They build their name on delicious local pizzas. They hunt all over town for the best local ingredients. And I do not kid you because even Jim's, I think is it there's like the secret sauce. Like, isn't that on there too? The from Jim's mom? I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in one of them. But let's check out the latest pizza there. What is that? Oh, this is the cheeseburger pizza with pepperoni. And it's oh, just like if you, after you have a burger tomorrow, you have a pizza. <laughs> and it tastes like a burger. I've had that one. It's actually really good. I get confused when I have that one. It's no pineapple though. No, let's get find the pineapple pizza, Jordan. Let's, bu let's build a custom pineapple pizza. Let's go on the, let's go up, order online. We're gonna do this now the right way if it if it operates, and then build your own. Mm. Build your own pizza just right down there. Down 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 there. Yeah up 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 up. Yep. Yeah. It's not the Panzeratis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a Panzerati in my book. <laughs> yeah, those are good too. Anyways, we're gonna do uh, Morgan Fraser pineapple pizza coming to you tomorrow. <laughs> Eat local pizza. Call now seven six seven zero 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 zero. That's four zeros. And I think we are all good. Are we all good? One two. I think we go good. Jordan, you're the best. Let's go. This is episode two hundred. 59 and here with us to now please give it up to the one and only morgan fraser <laughs> how you doing good how are you i'm excited i did yeah. not know you drove to town just here for this and for tomorrow yeah just for you for lucas yeah yeah he's already he's podcast excited 
and Lucas will take you to Beefcakes, he says, after the ice punch. And Gavin, he wants to fight Gavin. So he's excited for tomorrow. Everybody's excited for tomorrow. I talked to Gavin, he's excited. <laughs> good, good. I'm yeah. Ready. Gavin is the kind of guy who goes in the ice barrel, and then he says to me, hey, knock every 45 seconds on the ice barrel, and then when it's like three minutes, like give me a big dong, like And then he comes back up. Like he stays under there, Till like his lungs are already like. <laughs> I, I've never done an ice bath, so oh. I promised Lucas I'd do it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it goes. You excited? I'm excited. Okay, that's amazing. When, how did the travel go today? Traveling? Yeah, I just need you to pull it up. Yeah. If you sit up further on the side, then just pull it. Pull this it. is good. Yeah, pull that arm. Yeah, travel was good. Came up this morning, mm -hmm. got to see Lake Superior again for oh. the first time in two years. It was yeah. refreshing. Did you see some big cruise ships? No, no, nothing on the on the lake, but mm. that's just nice. You you like to fish? No. Nope. No. Not really, no. You have no time for that? No, no time. Okay. <laughs> How's your typical day? Like, you are an athlete, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, typical day. Well, I do work full time, too. So mm. I usually, um, yeah, usually work. And, and parent? And parent, yeah. Yeah. And so I co-parent with my, my wife, who also is an athlete Oof. so we share that that's a sporty life <laughs> yeah i mean we're pretty much always doing something mm -hmm. right trade off with the kids and then we get our training in and get it in when we can yeah you get up like at four o'clock in the morning uh i mean i usually get up around five thirty, but mm -hmm. like when i'm in like competition i'll wake up earlier to to run first thing and then head to work so that's mm -hmm. like a four thirty start you do 10 miles a day <laughs> no. no do five k's five k's yeah what's your time um like a regular relaxed jog Regular relaxed jog. I usually go by feel for pace. If I'm feeling good, I'll turn it up. If not, I want it to make it like a joy enjoyable. I mm. don't want to suffer more than I'm already suffering running. You track it? Yeah, yeah. yeah every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. yeah, like a GPS watch or no? No, I use my phone if I'm doing yeah. it. I'm interested if you do the heart rate too, especially when you compete too, right? I haven't done the heart rate, but I know some friends who do that. Mm. Um, my friends, Lucas, Katrina. Shout out. They, they they wear their heart rate monitor whenever they train. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a lot of insight. Because you can tr you could control your heart rate too while you compete, right? Through breathing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a huge that's a huge thing. Not mm. just competing, but in all training, yeah. What kind of athlete are you? Like, what sport are you in? Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Submission grappling. Yeah. Should we be afraid right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> you offer it, right? You told me. You, did you not tell me let's roll first before or after? I did. I know. I told you to go take a class or something uh, like that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. That's okay. I was too afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's personal. I mean, yeah, it's there's like you only have your pants on, and then that the other guy too. Hopefully, he has his pants on too, <laughs> and then that's it. I mean, it's less. I think it's more of a personal journey. It's almost like when you're grappling, it's a reflection of yourself a lot of times. Yeah, sometimes you get a guy who's gonna hold you down and smash you, but like a lot of this stuff is, you know, it, you're wrestling against yourself. Mm. Have you seen that new kid that just like sits on the on the in the, I think it's not in the UFC, but it's an MMA thing, and he just sits down in front of the other guy. No, oh, I'd be into that. That's and my then style. He just waits, and then he just submits. Catch him coming in. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't even bother while standing. Right. <laughs> Why? Right. Why? It's Listen, a waste of time. Let's just get the party started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In MMA, I mean, they can just stand you up, though, right? In jujitsu, you have to 
come forward. You can't take like back steps. Oh. You can't run away. They'll, That's a rule. Yeah, they'll penalize you. Okay. You don't get to choose like your your medium. You know, mm. if, you, if you're gonna say like if you pull guard, you know, if you sit down, you need a contact to, to pull. But once you like sit, mm. that guy can't just like tell you to like hey get up. No. Oh, okay. It's like no, you got to come in. So yeah, MMA obviously you can just disconnect and mm. come on, let's fight like men. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So there's very specific rules. Is there a rule book then? I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only type of experience I have of that sport is when we had our local, uh, much respected athlete on as well, right? I talked to you about him, mm -hmm. Jesse Viltry. Exactly. And then Lucas, right? Mm -hmm. He's been competing too a little bit. And then I read that book. Uh, I bought the e version of the book where uh, the the guy in Brazil with the breathing Hicks and Gracie exactly mm -hmm. yeah did you read it uh, I think I think I read some excerpts of it mm -hmm. do you like it or no I mean I like Hickson a lot yeah he's mm -hmm. like the kind of like a still like a mystical figure in jujitsu he was able to obtain something in his generation that even today you can argue that like people haven't been able to attain that level mm -hmm. of Zen, Kaizen, whatever you want to call that, mastery of the art. Oh, interesting. And he was a guy that was, you know, as you read probably, he was a master of the breathing. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he didn't talk much about breathing. Though. No, he didn't? No. He can do some crazy stuff. Right, yeah, he talked about like in Japan, and then he goes in the forest, and then he's coming back out, and he's a new person. Okay. That's my comprehensive review. <laughs> 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 no, it's a, it's a decent book. Like, I didn't leave it at camp, and that's... Um, because it was uh, it's on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did that with Matthew McConaughey's book. I he, just left it. He's got a good movie called Choke. It's an older movie, but you can still find it on YouTube. And mm -hmm. I, I would recommend that to anybody. Okay. It's fantastic. It kind of highlights probably like the end of his career in Japan. Mm -hmm. And you, get, you see like how he trains and his mentality. And he's just he was just a different level guy. How did you end up into in your profession? When did, uh, you, when did you get connected? In jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Well, like, I was a fan of MMA, right? Watching MMA. I, I, I kind of stumbled upon that when I was, like, 17, 18 and just, like, fell in love with, like, the sport of MMA. Yeah. Watched everything and thought, like, oh, maybe I could do that. So I signed up at Leading Edge MMA when I was 21. 21. And, uh... Did you have, like, were you a sporty kind of guy? No, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. And you know what? At that time, I wasn't ready for it i thought i was but I, I came in and i was like okay we got an hour conditioning we got boxing jujitsu mm. and it was too much you died i died i died and i tried a few times and it wasn't until i came back again when i was about 24 25 mm. that it kind of stuck something had changed what, I was, what has changed i don't know i think i was more ready in my life to kind of uh, i got a glimpse of it and i was like this is a lot wow you know so you were in physical better shape of 25 than 21 I was me no, I think I was mentally in a bit better shape. I was ready to take on that like that challenge of, ah. and I had some good people come in. Um, a shout out to John and Ashley, who were my first coaches in jujitsu. Okay, and they had come from another club, and they were kind of running it how they, how they knew, mm -hmm. and it was a a little bit easier transition. Sometimes it can be hard to, to like get into jujitsu. Why? I mean, you're literally like on your first day, they're like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff. And then like, okay, let's roll. And then nothing works because you go against a guy who's foaming at the mouth and mm. been training for years. And it's just like, it can be, you know, yeah. discouraging. Is there no like, is there no rules? Like you don't roll with this guy 
or you roll like In only when your division, like with your belts? No, tra no for training room, like, pretty much anything goes. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't like fish hook and like, you're trying to be like good training partners to people, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, in, in those days, pretty much everyone rolled 100 percent every oh, roll. Wow. Now, nowadays, I, I don't do that. I I'm, I'm really playful when I train, unless mm -hmm. I'm doing a, like a competition style training. I saw the, you like the reel I posted today on the stories where you submitted him with an, some kind of lock with his like you stretch his leg like a lot. Yeah, knee bar. Knee bar. Bend the bend the leg the way that it doesn't go. Yeah, that's kind of what I that's kind of what I'm known for, I guess. That hurts, right? Uh, yeah, it hurts. Sure. Yeah, and then he tapped, right? But mm -hmm. you, you, the way you did it, I like how you said that because for you it's a play. Mm -hmm. It's like you you are in, and I can see that. Like you, you, I can see that you are having a good time <laughs> where it's like, it's natural. It, it is natural. Um, I, the way I do jujitsu, um, and obviously when I started jujitsu, I was like 130 pounds. So everyone's much bigger than okay. me, 135 pounds. What are you now? I like 155. I've been eating, you know, okay. I've been enjoying my food and a lot. Yeah, lifting. but 155 is pretty light. Uh, yeah, still light in comparison, but that's how I learned jujitsu as a smaller person. Mm. So you never really get to you know, like be in that zone one of, of doing jujitsu where it's like, I see something, I move that thing. As a bigger person, you can always live in that zone, but as a smaller person, you really can't. It's mo it's a more about like moving yourself and having like really using, like un being able to learn how to use leverage, you have to be able to use it as a smaller person. What does that mean? Um, how to use leverage? Yeah. I mean, like, I'd have to... I can't just be in like a neutral position. Say if we're both like shaking hands like this, mm. we're equal strength. I'll never win that battle against someone stronger than me. Okay. But if I angle myself in a position that I can pull uh, with my arm close to my body, okay. you know, that's like a real you know, early concept of jujitsu is like, how do I make myself in a more structurally sound or how can I gain leverage, right? Or like if I'm going to push on something when we're both like bent arms, what if I lock my hands out and then use my body? Right? Mm. But now you're talking about this at like a high level and you, you don't see those concepts anymore because of, you know, usually when people are at like a high level in jujitsu, it just looks like flowing. It's an art form. It's an art, yeah. And in that competition uh, where I did that like backwards roll knee bar, mm. I'm still kind of operating on that level of jujitsu where it's not, I see something, I move something. Now it's more of like a, it's almost everything you see is like dilemma or I give them the option of which way they want to go. I'm always threatening with like one or two different things oh, at and then, the same time. Yeah. It's like, you know, like your money or your life, mm -hmm. you are like my money. Okay. And then I say it again, it's like, okay, your money or your car. It's like mm, my car, you know, you kind of keep posing that question until you get stuck and it's wow. like, okay, well now it's your life or you know, mm -hmm. your leg. It's like, no oh, leg or uh, maybe I want out now. Okay. So you, what does that do you to your mind? Because if you have few, that's you playing on another level, right? That'd be you playing on a higher level. Yeah, for sure. Because you think about not just one thing, right? Yeah. How did you learn that? Um, I think you you can intrinsically learn it from training a lot. Um, it's I think it's easier for smaller people to to learn that kind of jujitsu because they don't have. If you try and operate in that modality of just trying to brute force things, you can only go so far. You can only fight so high above your like weight level. It's true. Like what? Like 20 pounds? I mean, 20 pounds is like, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But okay. I'm, I'm fighting 
in like absolute divisions. Like I won uh, last week. Last week I had a match where a guy was like two fifty. Wow! I think I like locked him in like twenty seconds. Is there a video of this? Yeah, it's on my oh. stories. I think it was the last one I posted. And you'll see that like I really didn't move him at all. I moved myself into a position, and then you know, check out the reels. Oh, the reels. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah, this is the first one here. The guy with the beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like, nope, that's not happening. Oh, I see you sitting. Yeah. Oh, you like. So I moved myself underneath him. Now I, yeah, here I make a frame on his hip. And now I compromise his balance. And I give him a choice to either get your balance or, you know, protect your leg. And he chose to keep his balance. So I leg locked him here with the inside heel hook. Oh, so you, you stretch his leg? I uh, couldn't even see it so quick. <laughs> Now he, he fell and then he tapped. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking. You can't see me looking for that leg, but oh, I, you I turned can feel it. it. You twisted it. Yeah, you put a bend in the knee and then you rotate the shin bone oh. so that it rotates in the knee and it'll tear your knee apart. It's probably like the, one of the nastier submissions that you can put on nice. in jujitsu. Wow. Yeah, he, he tapped him. He, he knew he was in trouble. Yeah, I mean, he could choose not to tap. I wouldn't recommend it though. Mm, do you go all the way? Like, What? if he wouldn't have tapped. I'd break it, yeah. Okay. You, ha you have to be in that mindset. <laughs> yes. I'm, I respect that. Yeah. I mean, I've... I've yeah. It's a competition. I can tell you that I've competed a, a lot. I've had like hundreds of matches at this point, probably like 200 plus. And I've been in there before with being like, you know, because in the gym, it's like, oh, I put on the submission and like they tap or, you know, ah, I don't really want to hurt them, right? It's, it's, it's different. In competition, though, you do that and I've done this before. You get to the point of like, oh, I can tell this is like, you can hear like pop, 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 or you can feel like things pulling apart in their ligaments and you're like, oh, I'm just going to let off. And I did that before and I, and then the other guy turned around and ripped my foot off, gave me one of the worst uh, injuries I ever had. Okay. So. You got to finish. Yeah, I'm not, and I think I was afraid to hurt people. And then after that, I was afraid to get hurt. Mm -hmm. But now things are different, like from like a mental standpoint. Yeah. When I go into competition. I'm not afraid to hurt people and I'm not afraid to get hurt myself anymore. It's like a piece that you have to make with yourself. Yeah. It's not a vindictive or anything like that. It's just, that's where I have to operate in. I think it's natural. Like that resistance to, you know, okay, this is gonna, there's a consequence to my action to another person. You know, you just have to put that to the side because it's yeah. competition time. And as the higher level you get, the more intense that gets as well. Mm. I'm not at the very highest level um, where like, My coach Marcus is like, competes at like black belt adult world level. He's like top 10 in the world in his division. Okay. And those guys are at a different level. And I'm kind of like below that. I'm at like brown belt masters, right? But I'm like, yeah, you just, good you're guys. almost there, right? For the black yeah. belt? Sure. Aren't I'm you? almost there. Yeah. And at that level, people start making more sacrifices. It's not just like, oh, I had a good day. I think I'm just going to tap out. It's more like, yeah, I'm just not going to tap. Yeah. Because they, They like the suffering. I don't know if they like the suffering. I think if <laughs> I think if you have the drive, I think anyone that's going to win at that top level, let's mm -hmm. say my friend Marcus is that, you pretty much have to be willing to sacrifice any limb in, in order to win. And you see it time and time again of guys letting their arm break or mm -hmm. letting their ankle break, and they're up on points, and they just stuff the arm in the belt, and they just finish the match. Wow. They let break. That's crazy. It is crazy. And it's, it, it's something that, like, Like as a coach or if I was coaching somebody, I would never tell somebody, don't tap. That's incredibly irresponsible. But I think that decision is 
should be deeply respected. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a, like almost like a samurai code, warrior code. Yeah. It's you, do you, it's, it must be that you don't feel it the same way too, right? In the battle of the heat, like a little bit, sure. You feel it, I guess, but it's like there's so much going on. Like when you, when I hurt myself, and I'm like, and in, in sports specifically, mm-hmm. usually when you end the sport, you feel it more afterwards. In the moment, if you do sustain an injury, yeah, with the adrenaline, I don't think you'll feel it as much. But mm. there's a different kind of intensity that you can feel especially when it's not just like a quick thing. Yeah. It's that this person has my arm and they're stretching and now I'm feeling it to start to break. Uh, I'm starting to feel things pop and then pain and there's still no way out. That's nasty. So generally in competition, people will, and the intensity is a lot higher too. Sometimes when you can feel that intensity from the other guy, people will just kind of lock up or or commonly like when you're getting used to that kind of like combat, right? Mm. You're not used to that kind of intensity. You really can't replicate it in the gym. You can try, but... It's just not the same. Whether it's boxing, MMA, jujitsu, whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you like about it? Like when you're in that competition and you like, it's one on one. It's you against somebody else. What do you like about it? Oh man, I think I, I mean I like when it's all over, and I like the results that I get from pushing myself in, in preparation. When it's all said and done, I almost always feel relief. But and then it's more like, oh, that was that was pretty cool. I was able to like beat this guy with this or i was able to like prepare this way or hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of satisfaction but i always thought that i pushed myself to do competition at an at an early i was pretty early in my jiu-jitsu like career you could say okay and i always pushed myself even though i didn't like it because that's how you that's how you progress the best okay and and there's Something to be said about like competition, you know, like one of my friends says, like, if you don't do competition, it's like, well, how do you really know if what you're doing works? Mm-hmm. Because something in the gym can work anytime. Right. You can hit people with bullshit submissions. People are also different. You know, oh, it's just practice. And it's then just practice. P- people freeze up when it's competition. In my experience, most people do. Yeah. It, it is a small percentage that compete how they train and then there's like a really even smaller subset people that are able to just show up on competition day and they're better than they are in the gym and i don't understand interesting so yeah that may, pressure makes them better yeah it makes them better it's mm-hmm. like it's a much smaller how much like five percent uh maybe two three percent wow okay i, th- I think majority probably 50 60 percent are people who have trouble competing, have trouble dealing, dealing with the nerves, the adrenaline, the fear. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Terrified. Mm. Did you ever get choked out? Oh yeah. What, what happens to you? You come back when then you hear a transport truck. That's like <laughs> Mark's. Do you know about this? When Mark yeah. passes out? Yeah. He told me today. Yeah. yeah. I've been choked out a few times. Sure. Mike, my, my, actually my training partner, Marcus, he choked me out two weeks ago. Mm. He told me. Okay. I kind of <laughs> just woke up. I remember feeling like. Oh, you know, in, in training, right? It's like, oh, it's not that tight. And then I'm, I, w- I woke up and he was like, yeah, you went out. He goes, I thought you were faking. I was like, wow. Oh. Okay. But it, it was pretty regular. I know, I've been put out in training, you know, probably like a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Uh, never fully in competition, though. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Can you, I need you closer to that. You, you always go to the other side. Sorry. No worries. The, what's, do you keep a record of your performance? Like W. Not, no W. You know, in jujitsu, they don't really 
you don't really track your score too much before black belt. Oh, if okay. you get to the top level of black belt, you know, you can kind of get a record, but it's not like um, MMA or something like that, where like that professional record is like tracked and you can kind of see. Mm -hmm. I just think there's because there's so many matches too. It's just it, the winning and losing isn't um, win loss ratio isn't really considered much. That's good. I like that because then it's more flexible in a way, right? Yeah, you, I don't think you're as afraid to take fights or to lose. Do, not, you, do you learn more from losing or winning? Losing a lot, okay. a lot more. Winning is, a, winning is a feel-good moment. It kind of validates, mm -hmm. but you can easily overlook the things that didn't go well in the match because you got a, a win. When you lose, now those things that were a problem before but you didn't take notice of, it's like, oh, I really, I really did get tired and I lost that time. But if you get tired and you win, you're like, huh. Ah. I think my cardio is good enough but okay so yeah I, i've always learned more in losses yeah and it can be hard to, to deal with um i deal with losses much better now than i used to mm. i've gone into like depressions when i've lost for okay. sure oh, like, wow. funks big time yeah and i know i've seen a lot i've seen it like time and time again people you know they're like as good as their last win or last loss mm. you gotta learn how to deal with that and it's part of like you know, the self-discovery stuff, the journey of like martial arts and competing in like a combat sport. Got to learn how to deal with these things. And it, and it can help you for, you know, in real life too. How do you deal with it? Like breathing and meditation? How do I deal with losing? No, like oh. with ups and downs and motivation. And some people channel anger, right? They can like, okay, they are angry about it and then they get better. <laughs> I mean, I hope that you wouldn't go into like a self-destructive mm -hmm you know, thing, but, um, you know, just learn how to take your losses and take your wins better. Try and be more, I don't know, it seems corny, but be a little bit more Zen-like. Uh, you know, I don't try and let, you know, wins or losses shake me up too much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's when you see guys who are like, you know, get really excited when they win. Usually when they lose, they get really down. Uh, but, you know. So is it an emotional sport, you would say? For, um, sure, for some people. Yeah. It can be. Are you an emotional person? I mean, I... Or are you calculated? Uh, I would say... I, my wife would say I'm probably more emotional, and I'd probably <laughs> say I'm more calculated. <laughs> yeah. I try and be more uh, emotionless. They don't have a whole lot of place in, in like, combat training, I think. Mm, it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Some people use it against you. Yeah, you guys talk back to you. You right? can, yeah. You in a in a in a match like in jujitsu, you can talk to your opponent. You can't talk to the ref; uh, they'll penalize you. But you can talk to your opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can talk crap if you want. Yeah. It's fun to talk crap in training. My friend Akila is like constantly it's, talks crap while she's it's practice. Yeah, it's practice. Yeah. I'm like that ain't shit. That ain't shit, Morgan. Mm -hmm. like, All right, maybe you're right. Yeah, that's that's really good. I watched that basketball movie with Adam Sandler. <clears throat> he finds this talent in. Is it Croatia? Somewhere in East Europe. And he brings him to the States. And you know, he said, no, it was in Spain. In Spain, he found him in Spain. And he plays basketball with like work boots. And he's like, super good. And he brings him over. He's a scout. And then they work on that emotional part hmm. where you, now you have to perform in front of like the draft. And there's another good player. And he talks to you. <laughs> and he triggers him. Mm -hmm. Right? Just the water boy by any chance? The water boy? <laughs> I don't get that reference. 
It's a good movie. Oh, the Waterboy movie? No, it's the Adam Sandler's movie. Yeah, Adam Sandler was also in the Waterboy. So okay. It was an old movie because everybody always goes back to those movies. Oh. But yeah, Waterboy's a great movie. Oh, it's a new one. I uh, know. Yeah. You know what it, one, which uh, one it is. Is it right? one of his Netflix ones? Because I haven't seen yeah. any of his Netflix yeah, movies. Yeah, Hustle. It's Hustle, right? Yeah. God, God bless Adam Sandler and the movies he makes. He makes such a variety of movies. Oh, Holy yeah. shit. Hustle is really good. Oh, check it out. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. There's a lot of truth facts about life in there. Actually. <laughs> I like it. And I guess he likes basketball. It's, it's Hustle out of Netflix. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. So what's happening tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, I'm actually teaching a uh, jiu-jitsu seminar, which is like basically just a class. They've in- invited me to like teach a class for them just at a special time. It's kind of a different format. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's at Leading Edge MMA. Oh. And it's from one to three. One to three. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be doing some fun warm ups. Got some cool techniques that I'm gonna be showing people mm-hmm. and uh hope everyone likes it. That's amazing. And then we'll train. Do you course. like teaching? I love teaching, yeah. What is it? What do you like about it? Like the application when the when your students apply your knowledge? Uh no, not so much that. I mean I'm happy for like my students or my friends who I teach when they do well or I can see like their progress. That's that's great. I think in general, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, like a giver than a taker, and I have like a lot of interest in coaching. It's mm-hmm. just it's something that I don't do a lot right now. I pretty much only do, like I teach private lessons for people, and like I used to, um, I used to teach a little bit at my old club, um, both my old clubs. But uh, I've been at a new club now. It's called M Theory Martial Arts, St. Louis Park. Yeah, you should look that up. Uh, awesome. Awesome, Jim. Ishmael Bentley. They should be professor. on Instagram, right? Are they on Instagram? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they've got uh, they've got awesome content on there too. You should definitely follow them. I'm sorry, what were they called? M theory. M theory. Martial arts. So I'm not teaching so much anymore, but I think. Yeah. Hey that's the one. Yeah, there's me. The five and thirty heel yeah, hooks. Let's let's play that. It's not. I mean, it's Marcus, but I'm in that video. Yeah, your heel is. Yeah, I mean, my face comes in it later, but yeah. <laughs> They're just doing like, you know, Instagram, real stuff, you know, hit that algorithm up. But they've really boosted up there. Oh, wow. They're, uh, He's so quick. Oh, yeah. Marcus is like top level guy. He's one of the reasons I came to uh, M-Theory. Wow. I got to roll with him during like the pandemic. Mm. And he's a guy that I competed against in like 2014. When he was like a kid. And uh, I got to roll with him again when we were like kind of like hanging out in basements training when there was the pandemic mm-hmm. and he was like on a different level. How old is he? He's got to be 24. Yeah. Wow. How old are you? Uh, 35. Okay. Wow. It's a decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just had like a different level of teaching too. And I was like, damn, I need to be where this guy's at. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So he can take things from you too though, right? From your experience? Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I think anyone can take anything from anybody. Even a white belt, I can take something from. Yeah. I have conversations just, with people at the gym, and it's like, you know, you can learn a lot about people and how they're doing things. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what <laughs> What did you break? Did you break a heel yet? Have I broken a heel? Yeah. Like, you said you got injured pretty bad on the leg. Yeah. Um, how did you come back from that injury? Mm, I mean, I basically just taped it up and I came back to the gym on Monday, but I had, <laughs> but I had like pretty bad pain for a year. Ligaments? Did it uh, rip? It, it, technically, it was called an avulsion fracture. 
it's when the when it sprains so bad that like uh, you know like the the ligaments are pretty tough and yeah. they stretch out uh-huh. so it actually instead of like you know it's go it goes beyond the sprain and then where the ligament attaches to the bone uh, it starts pulling off the bone and takes the bone with it oh. so i had like bone chips in there and stuff wow. but, but it, it didn't rip the li- ligament I mean, it rips did. a lot but it know. did rip though i mean not it's not a total tear yeah that's good yeah because it, then you need surgery yeah thankfully i yeah. didn't need surgery for that but i ended up getting like drop foot and, and I, re- i re-rolled it like a bunch of times how do you get the bone back into like the place where it's supposed to be just like pressure uh that one the bone didn't actually break so it, that's more like soft tissue and just takes forever to heal uh, so i had a lot of like soft tissue work like my friend quinn like would like rub on it mm-hmm. like trying to like grind down the like bone spurs or the pieces of bone that were in there and stuff yeah. it, was, it was a long recovery that's crazy yeah it took me a few years you do you have a hard time with injuries uh no i'm i'm, I'm actually like pretty good like i usually people are like around like my level here i'm at like the 10 11 year mark mm-hmm. usually people have had like knee surgeries by now it's either knees or back and i'm i, I don't know i've like i've like slipped a disc a bunch of times herniated disc bulge discs yeah. but nothing in my knees other than like patella tears i've been like really lucky honestly mm-hmm. and, and have i ever had to like i don't think i've ever seriously hurt anybody i've never crippled anybody i <laughs> put it that way i popped a lot of ankles and wrists and stuff like that yeah choked people out but like i've never had to like critically injure anybody mm-hmm. Thank- thankfully yeah you don't want to have to no especially not in training that'd be no be bad yeah you say you don't go 100 in training uh not always oh i say like most of my training is pretty playful mm. it's when you can experiment and try new stuff if you're not trying new stuff you're i don't think you're getting better and you need to be able to like play with that that new stuff so you you roll every day i try to yeah I, right now it's a little tougher so i'm probably training like four or five times a week and then adding on everything else mm. but uh, at least at least one of those days i'm rolling hard like i don't want to lose a position ever okay do you roll in your mind yeah like visualization yeah do you like yeah. if, you know how they like they do kung fu right and uh, then in front of the sun when the sun goes up <laughs> I, i do a lot of visualization when i'm running and stretching okay and you know sometimes if you're like learning a new move you know you go through the reps with it and you kind of get it smoother and smoother and smoother and then it's like maybe it's not quite working but you try it again the next day all of a sudden it's kind of working a little bit better oh, well okay. if you went home and you know, visualized, visualized. It's like, this is where the heel is. This is where this leg is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that stuff like adds to the whole, um, learning process of picking up skills. Yeah. Would you just like pretend like, I'm just curious really how far you can take it because there's like, there's players, let's say soccer players and they have a, they practice free kick. Right. And they might be not even a ball there. And they might run and just pretend to shoot the ball and it goes in the corner they think it would go is that possible um i've never done that personally for like technique acquisition but I, i'll do things like that as far as visualization for competition mm. I'll, i'll visualize me sprinting and like doing a final push putting your hands in the air like the, the classic rocky stuff you know yeah i think that you know visualizing yourself winning or going through the motions of even even in the other way visualize yourself getting hurt and, and pushing through it mm. being tired and pushing through it interesting i i personally love visualization yeah so it's powerful for you uh yeah yeah running and stretching is the time i really like iron out everything oh stretching too yeah Mo- mobility is huge in this in jujitsu it's, mm. it's a little bit overlooked honestly i think 
not enough athletes are doing it. Not enough athletes are running or doing mobility work. Everybody hates running. Everybody hates, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Mm. No, it. it doesn't. It does. Running is amazing. I mean, the benefits you get are amazing, but I mean, there's only one thing I hate more than myself, which is running, and I still do it. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't like biking? Biking wouldn't be the same? Uh, it doesn't give me the same kind of thing. It's almost a little too localized. Mm -hmm. I got to feel that uh, whole body thing. And, yeah. and like minute for minute, running's harder, mm. in my opinion. Oh, rowing? Have you tried rowing? Yeah, same thing as biking. It's okay. good, actually. I think I think rowing's a little bit better, but mm. I used to do rowing to warm up, but it's like... I need to like, you can increase your pace in running. I just think running, personally it works for me. I also have good knees. Yeah. But swimming gonna be another one that like, if I couldn't do that, swimming I would swim. Swimming is really good, yeah. yeah. Swimming is good because it's, 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 the impact is so much reduced. Yeah, mm. it's a good work, it's a good workout, man. It's tiring. Yeah, you'll be a dolphin. I just don't like water that much, so. Do you have a nickname? Like in, in your gym? Uh, I've had many. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. My 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 old coach here, at, uh, Matt Richet from Leading Edge MMA, he used to call me Gumby, mm. but that kind of that kind of stopped. Okay. And people used to call me Razor, but then I moved and. Now, that's like my Instagram handle, Razor Fraser. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, people only called me Razor. They didn't even like know my first name. Oh, Razor's here. Yeah. But that kind of like left, but mm. yeah. Okay. I, I like that. We got lots of comments here from Lucas. Fun, oh, yeah. Fun fact, Morgan is the reason I got into Jiu-Jitsu. It was my first role ever. There you go. Oh, I didn't know that. And Morgan was notorious for taping injuries up and continuing to train back in the day. I was like a mummy. Yeah, I just tape everything. Duct tape? No, um, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> oh, I should probably shout out my tape sponsor. Yeah, do no, it. not Johnson and Johnson. A uh, fuzz tape. Oh, fuzz tape. <laughs> yeah, look them up. They're there. But uh, no, actually, like yeah, Johnson and Johnson. They make like really, really good tape, and I've got taping techniques for pretty much everything nowadays. So like when like my friend, he, I coached him last weekend, mm -hmm. and he in his third match in the finals for the gi division, the guy had a toe hold, which is Basically, you grab the toes, you wrap your hands in a figure four, and you just rip it. And his ankle got pretty badly sprained. He said he wanted to keep going, so I just iced it, and then I just taped the crap out of it. Mm. It was like a putting like a tape cast on your foot. And, and then I did the other one, too, of course, because you don't want to let the other guy know you got a bad foot. So now you're coming out there with, you got a 50-50 chance to get the bad one now. Oh, you would go again for the same leg? Well, yeah, that's actually how he lost in the finals of his nogi division was the guy went... It was the same guy in the next division. I think he went for the opposite leg, but mm. he definitely people were like, oh, yeah, I see your knee is in, like, a brace and taped up. Maybe I'll attack that one. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Is that the one? Fuzz tape. Nice. Protect your fingers. Yeah, this stuff's good. Buy two, I'm, get one free. Yeah, it comes in, like, like usually when I get the my tape rolls, I'll, like, rip them into like different lengths. There's a certain length I want for fingers and toes and ankles. Mm. And this one comes all like pre, um, pre-ripped for different lengths. Don't you lose like flexibility though? You, you, I mean, it depends. Like I'm not restricting, uh, I'm not restricting too much. It uh, depends. Like if on your fingers, it, you kind of just tape the outside of your fingers so you can still bend. There's okay. a way to do it. Okay. So that it kind of like, it keeps all the ligaments in the grooves. It, mm. it ends up adds like strength and tensile strength. If you ever tried that tape you put on the skin and it's supposed to help you with recovery from injuries, K-tape, is it K-tape or what is it? Yeah, I've, I've tried it, yeah. And does it work for you? Um, I don't have that many injuries that would help with that, but mm. like my wife has like really bad like knees, shoulders, she's like busted up from jujitsu, mm. and she can't train without like 
$30 with a KT tape all over her knees and body. Yeah. So, so it does make a difference. So it makes a huge difference. It, it makes such a difference for her that if she doesn't tape her knees up when she's training, they'll dislocate. Oh, wow. And with the taping technique, techniques that she used, she can actually train. And she has, like, extra mm. protection. She, I don't think she has any ligaments in her knees left. So the tape acts as a ligament on the outside of your knee. That's great. I tried it once. It was okay. I have a question here. Ask him about the time he had to drive me to the hospital and then bail to go to a jiu-jitsu class after he dropped me off. Uh, yeah. Who's that? That's Lucas. He did get, he did, you did get him ice cream, though, after. I don't really remember this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's oh. good. Lucas, uh, he tapes his fingers, axe patterns. Oh man, I wonder what he got hurt with. I don't remember. Mm. I've, I've I've coached Lucas a little bit and, and competed with him. I don't think he's competed too much lately, but he was getting after it for a while, for for sure. Yeah, he did. He he wants again to do it. He has more time now. Oh yeah. He's 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 gonna come back strong. I hope so. When how is this for you? And you know the moment, because like, getting a different belt is like a promotion, right? Yeah. Are you visualizing that promotion right now? Uh, I think I was a while ago. Um, I was. I, th I feel like I was really close, like at my old club, and but I, I kind of like a little bit of a falling out, you can say, mm. with the with the owner. Sure. And I left that year. That I, pro I don't know. Maybe I probably would like my peers all got promoted, but so I, it's not something I personally, I'm like looking like I'm looking forward to compete at black belt, but that's really it. I suppose. Mm, because you roll with black belts anyways already. Yeah, it doesn't really change anything. Do you have like an attitude like in your mind, the back set when you guys how all have your belts on when you're in practice or all belts off? Yeah, in, in the in the gi you wear your belt. In in no gi, which is like, you know, you wear like a rash guard or something. You right. can wear a ranked rash guard, but mm. you can I mean, you can just do whatever. I usually roll in the t shirt and shorts now. What do you prefer? No gi or uh, I'm uh, I think no gi, yeah. Yeah. I trained mostly gi for like a long, long time, but I always did better in no gi. I don't know why. Mm, because they can't grab you. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's maybe uh, maybe my gripping is probably the worst part of my game. So with mm. the no gi, it just made more sense. I always kind of did no gi gripping, like wrestling style stuff. Uh. I've always done better in in, in no gi, so mm. I prefer competing in that. Like if I want to take like a, a super fight, I'll uh, it's called a, it's like a professional fight, mm. professional jiu jitsu match. I'll, I'll usually say, like, I prefer Nogi, but I'll do either. Uh, yeah, you had one, right? Yeah, I've had a few. I did, like, four last year, I think. Mm -hmm. There was one recently. You went somewhere uh, to compete. Where was that? How far along was that? I, I followed you because I know you posted about uh, going down there. Tap, tap, I did Tap Cancer Out. It was a submission-only showcase. That was the main event down there. You, that was last year. And I did, I did another one here locally, Valhalla. Mm -hmm. I did two of those. Oh, that second one there. This this one here. This was a combat jujitsu match. Okay. So this is this is this guy's a pro boxer. He's really good, by the way. Okay. Um, He's all right. Uh, you should give him a follow. Anyway, this was supposed to be like a a striking match where once you're on the ground, you can use open hand strikes. Oh. But this match was over so quick that we didn't get to hit each other. I could have hit him here, but I was like, nah. I'm just gonna manage my energy and submit him. So this was like a inverted triangle from like uh, top You pulled on his arm? I pulled on the arm just to help with the choke. Oh, you choked him? Yeah. I didn't even see that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was strong, man. I mean, like, I, I do, like, 
you know, I tie up with a lot of grapplers mm-hmm. and they have like a fluidity kind of like, you know, but I felt as soon as I went to go grab him and he like locked fingers with me, I could feel like this like different level of strength from like a, a real boxer. He he didn't have that kind of same fluidity that like grapplers do. Okay. But you know, he was good, man. Uh, he was a tough kid. He actually, I can't remember what it was. I think I was looking for a match in Minnesota and this guy who, you know, he does MMA and and boxing he doesn't typically do like jujitsu training and he's like oh yeah these jujitsu guys they don't uh they don't want to get hit and but you know they mm-hmm. still want to call it a fight and it's like oh well i'll, I'll do it i'll do a match with strikes okay. and, and then he's like oh yeah i'm fine mm-hmm. okay so nice. i kind of baited him into it a little bit end up doing this combat jujitsu rule set but you think if you <laughs> fight him again it would be different can always be different, yeah. Every match is different, right? Yeah, I, I had a pretty specific game plan for this one to make him shoot on me, oh. uh, uh, like wrestle. I wanted to be on top. I didn't. I didn't want to uh, be. I mean, that could have been. That could have been me on the other end, right? Like I didn't want to get hit by this guy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He had like yeah. ham hocks for hands too. Mm. Are we the big ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's strong. Crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't think. But you have a shirt on. He doesn't have one on. Yeah, I should. I don't know why I let him out shirt me. I should have took mine off. Yeah, he's jacked though. I mean, I wouldn't ever wear a shirt if I looked like that. Does impressions like when you first walk into that ring and you know, is it the right word or on the mat? On the mat, hmm. what's the right word? Like, yeah, on the mat. On when you walk on the mat, does it like when you look at somebody, do you read them right away? Um, yeah, I try to. I try not to show any. Like I don't psych myself up. And like I used to be like. You see guys out there like slapping the face and like slapping them. I, in my opinion, or not my opinion, in my experience, I never benefited from that. I don't need to psych myself up anymore to mm. go compete. I need to bring myself down to oh, compete. Okay. I need to bring the heart rate down. Mm. I did that one time where I was like, I was so psyched up already. And I was like, slap, 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 slap. And then everywhere I slapped just felt like a ton of bricks. Like adrenaline just went everywhere. I was like, that was a bad idea. Oh, like you cramp up? No, not cramp up. I mean, you have so much adrenaline that you just can't move properly. Mm-hmm. Like adrenaline is good, like if you have an injury, but I don't think adrenaline's good when you're trying to like compete. I think it hinders you. Okay, it's all about like if I could, I don't know what my resting heart rate is. Probably like fifty, right? Forty, maybe. Right. I would hope that if I can go into a competition, my heart rate would be the same. I don't want to go into a competition with my heart rate at like one twenty, one thirty. So it's all about mitigating that. Yeah. For me personally. Some people, maybe they need to get psyched up. Mm-hmm. Or they are first nervous and then it goes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't try to like intimidate my opponent. It doesn't mean as much to me. Like sometimes when you go to these competitions, you're having like a ton of matches, you know. But yeah, I'll go to read people, but I also like don't want to show weakness. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be able to read me and see like. I've had sometimes, I remember at uh, Chicago, uh, I won the Chicago Open. It'd be like a state championship, okay? Nice. So I, I, I did this. And the first guy went over there and I went to go shake his hand and I was like, Hey, good luck. And I could tell he like, did not want to be there. I was like, Oh, I got this guy. How did you know? I just know. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. It was a thing when I like, when you get that close and you kind of, you touch them, you can kind of see like the energy like drop Mm -hmm. from them. Okay. Yeah. You feel them out a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have a good judgment on that? What's that? You have a good judgment on that. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's, I think it's an experience thing. Like, there's there's no replacement for experience. You really got to go through, like, the process and, and have, like, a lot of 
competition to, to be good at it. It's like anything else. Mm-hmm. I think you can be as good as you can in in your art, but if you want to be good at competing, you have to compete mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, you're gonna lose a lot. Mm-hmm. And what kept you going? <sighs> good question. I just wanted to be great. I guess I want to be great, mm-hmm. and this I have like an end goal of eventually owning my own academy and being able to provide something to the students. Okay. And, and and it's a far off goal of mine. And I've had these talks with like my like my instructor, um, Ishmael Bentley. Ishmael Bentley too. I've had these talks with him before where it's like I'm competing but I I'm I'm competing for only a little while longer and, and I want to win like some big t- some big titles. Okay. And I want to put a resume on And then I want to teach, but I want to teach at a, like a, a top academy for, you know, like a long-term thing, like, mm. like four or five years and go through all that process before I ever think about opening up my own school. Okay. And I want and I want to study and learn the business and I want to study and learn coaching. Mm. Like he, he turned me on to John Wooden. I didn't know about this guy. Mm. He was like a famous UCLA yeah. basketball okay. coach. Okay. So I've been like researching him a lot. He said he's had a lot of like a very very famous coach <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of like I'm, i'm really passionate about like about coaching and, and these kind of things and like i do get to do a little bit here and there but mm-hmm. uh, i know that it's like it's not time yet for me okay you know what i mean yeah i still got i still gonna squeeze some more juice out of this like like 45 yeah i think yeah, maybe by then mm. i think i'd rather like do all of one or all of the other Like yeah. like my instructor Ishmael, he's like, I mean he he has a brain for jujitsu, but he doesn't compete anymore. He puts everything into his academy, mm-hmm. and I like it's I very much respect that. Yeah, you can only do one thing good. He had a thing where I agree with that. He he did this thing where he he sent all his a uh, bunch of his like top students to, to New York, and this is like one of the meccas of jujitsu. Okay, and he was like, I want you guys just to go there, train, and just bring back stuff. And they did that, and when they came back, and he, and he asked them, like, hey, like, what should I be doing better? And they said, you know what, honestly, Ishmael, like, I hope, like, when we do, like, our competition training, because don't, we don't need you to roll with us. We need you just to watch mm. and coach us more. And when I came into M-Theory, he was, like, operating on that already. He was, he was only rolling, like, in, during playtime. But, like, during competition class, he was, like, very much involved is there time for like advising you while you roll on the mat it's like you know i used to swim a lot and my coach would like say legs but is there time for like watch this yeah is there is time yeah there is time wow if if ishmael is rolling you would get none of that but if he's on the side on the side like watching you can do more you can do more with your with your classes if you're like managing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ishmael is actually pretty quiet during the training. He observes a lot. And then when, when you go to ask him, he can, he'll kind of tell you like, hey, you uh, messed up here. Or you should be working on this. Okay. You guys videotape? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We do a lot with social media and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's where you see it, right? That's the best way to learn it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, oh, yeah, um, taping rolls. But then again, it's like, oh, it's a gym though. Mm-hmm. But that's why I like to tape all the competition because then you really see what you're doing wrong. Okay. I like that or right things that you're doing right as well john wooden he created the pyramid of success 
Thanks, Joe. Just get all pyramids. <laughs> he built them all. We now uh, we broke it to everybody. Is there like is, does it say what like on the top of the like we are we able to look at that image? The book? Did you read the book? Uh, I started. I'm gonna finish it. Um, probably a few times. I'll read it over. Yeah. Can we like blow this up? There. Mm. Anyway, if you have any interest in in coaching and stuff like that, th this guy was a legend. You have a lot of patience? With adults, yes. Like for teaching? Yeah. I think like even parenting, right? Parenting I, is like you have to have patience too. My 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 wife's very patient with with kids. I need that's something I need to learn, but mm. in, in like a coaching role, it, it, you know, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. It's a little different. Yeah, each student is different too though. It's crazy. They're well, all individuals. One of the things that John Wooden says <laughs> they all the same? No, he says, you know what? You know, when you're coaching somebody, some people had a hard life and, you know, their life is like a bowl of shit and you got to come around and put some whipped cream on it to mm. motivate them. Oh. Other people, their life was like a bowl of whipped cream and needs a little shit on it. Yeah, that's true. It does. It works. You, gotta, you got to know that balance. You like whipped cream? <laughs> <laughs> I like whipped cream. 35% is the best. Well, how big is diet for you? Uh, it's something I should do better on, honestly. It's, mm. it's, I'm not very good at like... You eat sugar? Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm, it's something I'm working at because like, I, I competed at like a pretty small weight class. So I would just restrict, constantly restricting to, to cut weight. So I, I was really never able to put on much, put on much weight. So now I'm eating better. I'm making sure I'm eating more protein. I'm starting to lift more. Mm. I'm trying to go up a weight class. Okay. And be like a better athlete. I take this a little more serious. I can't just I can't just roll for hours, you know, a week and then like run and my body was like falling apart. I had such such a bad back pain and stuff. It's like I need to get like stronger. Right. You more can explosive. Take, you can eat more when you work out, but you you know, like garbage. But like you could like it equalizes itself out. Mm -hmm. But you, if you don't and you just watch your diet even better and then you go to another level. Yeah. They say like diet is 90% and 10% is the workout, <laughs> the training. Maybe for like physique, you know, I don't know. There's some people that said they don't believe in, in nutrition. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Like Travis Stevens, mm -hmm. you know who he is? No. Travis Stevens is a, uh, I believe the silver medalist in judo. Okay. He's, he's one oh, of the. Oh, judo, yeah. And uh, he said like, you know, these people would like, you know, his trainers, they would make like a diet plan for him. He's mm -hmm. like, I don't want anything on my diet plan that I can't go across the street to a gas station okay. and get right. because they drop you off in like China or Russia. Like you can't, mm. I can't get quinoa for dude. I can eat the Snickers bar and that's it. Okay. And it's going to make me feel better. And then he goes out and yeah. wins championships. Interesting. So. Yeah. I cut sugar out now. So. Uh, yeah. American Judoka. He's, he's 36. He's phenomenal. He wants to beat up he wants to beat up my uh the GM at our at our gym by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he was talking crap and Travis was like, "I'll fly over there and and beat you up." Yeah. <laughs> he definitely has a warrior face. Mhm. Mm I he, he's probably not the most winningest uh judoka in, in the US. I think Kayla Harrison is she's like a two-time gold that that's her on the right there. Kayla Harrison. Mm -hmm. She's a two-time gold medalist. She's actually fighting my teammate next weekend in the main event, the P PFL. Wow. Caitlin Young out of Am Theory. Okay. Shout out. Woo! So she's going to uh, shock the world. Do we have a video of her on the page? 
Which one? On your Instagram? Uh, you'd have to probably Google Caitlin Young. Yeah, she, the striking Viking. She's a Ooh, M- I like that. MMA women's legend. Mm. She knocked out uh, Misha Tate with a head kick back in the day. Wow. Um, yeah, she's phenomenal. She helped me with my um, getting ready for my striking jujitsu match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a different level. So good luck to her. I'm sure Ishmael will be in her corner. That's next week? I believe so, yeah. She okay. took a short notice fight. I want to say it's it's next week. PFL mm. 6? Anyway, I don't know if you know what the PFL is or not. No, I do not. Okay. They're pretty big, um, you know, rivaling like the MM, uh, UFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. There it is there. Yeah, Kayla Harrison now meets Caitlin Young at PFL 6. After, yeah, okay. And then that's June the 23rd. And then when is that event? I thought it was next weekend. Mm. It takes place July the 1st. That's Friday. Is, oh, no, is that? Yeah, that's or Saturday. Thursday's the 30th. That's exciting. You going to watch? Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we sure the best. That would be like life changing for, for Caitlin. She has her own um, academy uh, as well, the Striking okay. Institute. Okay. In uh, St. Louis Park. I know it's not St. Louis Park, it's in like Little Canada or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. She's a purple belt. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lots of things going on, and tomorrow you're going to do your teaching. Yeah. So, yeah. Come on out. One to three at Leading Edge MMA. Mm-hmm. And it's the, by do- donation? Yeah. So the seminar is by donation only, and it's uh, any kind of donation will get you in, and the, the donation is to the IJF, the International Jiu-Jitsu Education Fund. Nice. It's actually a, a nonprofit that my instructor helped set up. He's like, I think he's a director mm. or pres- uh, VP or president. And they uh, set up uh, a bunch of projects for kids to come in and train jujitsu for free. And in a lot of these places, there's no gym in the country. And there's like, it's just crime, right? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing that what they've been able to do. So, I'm, yeah, I think it would be a, it's a good thing to support. It's a great event. I mean, it changes lives. So. It does. Why do you think that is? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, jiu-jitsu f- for me is different than jiu-jitsu for someone that is in a poor area in Brazil and it's really just all your friends are like, you know, probably, you know, doing crime and all that kind of stuff or not going to school. That's different. It's like a True. it's like a way out to like focus them and get them out of that area. Mm-hmm. For me, I was never going to go into a gang, but so it's different for me, but. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see that people can come from these poor areas. I mean, the best people in jiu-jitsu came from, like, the poorest parts of Brazil right now, mm-hmm. like the favelas in Manaus, like, the like in the jungle. Yeah. And the people that came from there are amazing because mm-hmm. the only way out is to be amazing at your art sport. Have you ever gone? Have you gone to Brazil? No, I haven't. Is it on your list? Oh, yeah. Uh, so next time that, like, the IJF is going to do, like, a seminar or something, I, I, I don't want to go. Mm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Are you going to drive? No, I'll fly. Okay. They're like in like Guatemala, Brazil. They're like all over the place. Uh, Colombia, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. So That's exciting. Yeah. They're they're all over the place right now. When is your next competition? Uh, I I do the IBJJF Chicago Open, Gian Nogi. That's August 13th and 14th. And then I've got the Abu Dhabi Jiu-Jitsu Pro Tour. I think that's, they just moved the date, but that's in September. Okay. And then I sh- I think I'm going to be doing the ADCC Open 
um, that's also in September, like the week before that one. Wow. And then, yeah, if someone wants to do uh, a super fight anywhere, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> pay me to come down, I'll, you I'll, do fight, it. I'll fight your best. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. When, how do you prepare yourself for a competition? Is it like you had, you have, you had, you said you have coaches, right? Yeah. So Ishmael or my other training partners, yeah, they'll help me prepare for it mm-hmm. for sure. I'm, I think most of it's like, you know, getting yourself ready physically or mentally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have like a timeline? Like I don't take a fight two weeks out? No, no, I don't. I, I would hope that I'd stay in shape year round. Didn't work out this year that well, but I'm getting back there. You ha- you agree with the phrase uh, "no rest days"? <laughs> I don't like rest days personally. <laughs> Having a whole day of doing nothing, I got to be doing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like alternate. Yeah, I mean, it depends how you feel. At the very least, I'm do- I'm working on my, my mobility or strength or something or running cardio. Yeah, jujitsu. Yeah. But yeah, preparing myself for competition, I just up everything and then I have to do the running. Like it's so undervalued in, in grappling. So I'll just run after practice or run in the morning and just kind of keep that consistent and that'll get me like in better shape. And 5K is enough? Yeah, just I mean, sometimes I'll do two. Do two 5Ks. Okay. Uh, one in the morning, one later. I've yeah. done that. Caitlin was the one that said that she did that. I was like, you're doing two 5Ks a day? Mm-hmm. Dang, I need to step up my game. Yeah. I really like 10 miles. I mean, I could, I That's could do more. It's just, it gets a little bit too taxing. Uh-huh. Like when I, yeah, you know, when I've done like the 10 mile mark and then like, I mean, I might be pooch for a few days, uh, okay. you know? Yeah. It kind of affects things. Same with the weights. Like I don't, I don't want to do heavy, heavy weights where I can't move for a week. I need mm-hmm. to be able to do the weights and then go train after. Okay. And then go train the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like cross training. Mm-hmm. So I'm building up slow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's, like I said, a lot of running, a lot of extra rounds. When you sore and you train the next day again, it helps though, right? Because you bring the blood back to the muscles. I mean, in like weightlifting? Even like if you do push-ups and you've never done push-ups before and you do like five and you feel like a super star and then the next day your chest is on fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess so. Mm. I because the so older that. you get and you don't work out, the harder it is to get where it, get into it. And I agree with you too. Time, taking time away from training when you're a certain age it's gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be away for it for for too long. That's crazy. Yeah, even like when we do like vacations and things like that, you already try and plan out like where you're gonna get your workouts in, which clubs you're gonna go visit. It disappears so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jiu-jitsu is like they say it's like a lifestyle. You okay. know, it's um, it's definitely not seasonal. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a for life thing okay. for for me and for like my wife. Mm-hmm. So perfect. All right. Well. Morgan, thank you so much tonight yeah. for being on. Thank you so much. We rolled over the hour here a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely love what you're doing. Gavin is super excited. There's a lot of people excited for the event happening tomorrow at Leading Edge. Is there a post about this on Instagram? There must be, right? If you look up Leading Edge? Uh, yeah, there should be. Like on Instagram. Oh, on, on mine, if you go to uh, Morgan Fraser, if you go to posts. Uh, that one right down right there. There we go. That's it there. Yeah. That's tomorrow at 385 Mooney Street. Cost is any amount donation to the International Jiu-Jitsu Education Fund. I can't. I, I have a really hard time pronouncing this. And I was, that's why I'm always trying to avoid it. But people are pumped. They're excited. You're here. Yeah. I hope that they get a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to see like all my old friends again. Are we going to see you in the ice barrel? 
Lucas is going to take a picture? 100%. 100%. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go with your head underneath? I don't know about the technique I'm going to use yet. I might, like, try and figure out, like, I'm going to kind of probe some people who are experts. And be like, hey, what's the yeah. what's the strategy here? Wim Hof breathing? I don't know that. Okay. Do, I go, do I go head first, feet first, or do you go, like, ass first and then just... Mm. Yeah, you dip yourself into it. Yeah. Personally, I just like to die, like really like just jump in. Is it, yeah, okay. So you don't go slow? No, I it's, hate slow. See, I don't like slow when it's like a lake or anything. Like, mm. I would just jump just, in. Just go in mm -hmm. and then just like survive. I thought I heard somebody say that that wasn't good though, that it's like too much of a shock that you need mm. to like slowly climatize. I don't okay. know. I hate that. Slows. I have no patience. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Fraser, everybody. All the links will be in the description below. Thank you again so much for being on tonight. Yeah, thank you so An much. Absolute honor. And we got to do this again. Yeah, let's do it. And maybe we go down to Minnesota next time and bring the podcast, <laughs> right? We, we bring the portable studio. There you go. Jordan, are you in? Come down for an event or something. We can get you guys to commentate something. Or That's right. <laughs> Don't need to bribe me. I'll be there for sure. Here we go. Everybody have a wonderful night. We're going to sign out. We'll be back next week. And again, tomorrow, check out Morgan Fraser. He's in town. Welcome. He's going to teach you some tricks tomorrow. Podcast. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. We're awesome. Oh, 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 oh.